wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a police station podcast made by the players for the players. This is episode 284. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we're talking about how Microsoft claps back at Sony's claims of Activision Blizzard's deal being anti-count competitive we're going to be talking about how square enix could be selling even more of its stakes to more studios our cult of the lamb and spider-man steam deck reviews and our cheap plats ruining the playstation store all that and more but with all that said with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir i'm okay (laughs) (laughs) I, i i would like to say i'm doing great yeah, but there's a lot of a multitude of things are happening. I well, think last week I spoke about my teeth. Yeah, now it's your back. Uh, yeah, now it's my back. So I went to the dentist. Need two root canals. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Two in crowns. All that, whatever. Is it the, next the, to your the, in your crack? What? I, all, all the sweat down my back because it's really, really hot right now. Um, the the really bum thing about that, and I, I hate starting this off on, on, a, on a sour, bummer bad note. bummer note, but I just got to let this out. Please. Um, my dental insurance with work. Uh-oh. All the major stuff doesn't kick in until September 20th. So you got to wait till September 20th? I am not. Well, I cannot wait Fair. with this pain, Joe. I need to get it out. Fair. So it's going to be like four grand, everything. Listen, insurance. you got to get it done. I know it's a lot I right know, now. I know, I got it done. I know, I know, I know. But then, better. yeah, uh, Friday after work, uh, when I get home from work, it usually means nap time with the yeah. little man and myself in the in our hammock outside. Yeah, Hammock's been wonderful. I love the thing for two years. It's been yeah. one of my favorite things we've got at this house. Friday afternoon, the hammock decided to betray me. And I'm laying in the hammock uh, with little man on me. He's fast asleep. All of a sudden, I hear a creak. I was like, what, what is that? What? Oh, this is... That's weird. Next thing I know, I'm on the ground. Mm-hmm. The hammock, the bolt that held the hammock up by my head snapped and broke off of the wooden post. Oh, my God. And I fell like three, three and a half feet straight down to the ground, flat oh, on my back. Oh, On top of like rocks and stuff, because it's a dirt area. Oh, uh, little man was totally fine. Owen was totally fine. I held him That's so important. tight. Everyone that saw it happen was like, you covered him up and held him like. Yeah. And so, but he, you know, he's 25, 30 pounds landed straight on my rib. So I have a bruised rib, Oof. Uh, which is better, but my back yeah. is still very tight and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, it's just really hot. It's a heat wave. So I- a multitude of things. It just all sucks right now. But Cult of the Lambs <laughs> tomorrow, I'm very happy. There you go. Well, <laughs> Kyle, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you yeah. told me you have a hammock, I yeah. knew that this this day was coming. <laughs> no. We're big men, Kyle. We're large yeah, and in charge. Is, listen, we did the research. This hammock can hold 600 pounds. I am not a 600-pound <laughs> human. Even then, I'm like, I don't trust gravity in this moment and string <laughs> to hold up my body but it's not it is a very thick knotted thing so the hammock itself didn't break right it was the metal bracket that the hammock attaches to and that's the thing it's that like, is what came out my life is in the hands of one bolt <laughs> i know Listen, i barely got, trust this chair you know what i mean got, we got new heavy duty bolts that are going to be better and you're gonna try it again dude the relaxation. You're a brave soul. 
<laughs> I would not. I, I'd be I'd be afraid of trees, let alone hammocks after that. Incident. Listen, I've seen the Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> I know trees are evil at the end of the day. They're all trying to kill us. That's a fact. That's all they're trying to do. You know? Well, Kyle, listen, we're going to be talking about some pretty big breaking news that came in about Xbox responding to last week, Sony claiming Activision Blizzard's you know, acquisition means it could be anti-competitive for them in their space. Uh, but before we talk about all of that, I want to just highlight a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, the Trophy Room stream, or sorry, Community Stream Day. Ooh. On August 27th, the Trophy Room Community Streams, everybody's welcome. We have a laundry list of games, and the community has also been throwing a ton of games and, and suggestions our way. So right now, we got Fall Guys, we got yeah. Among Us, we got Sweet. a little Fork Knife, and oh, we're okay. even going to try to see if we can't have a multiverses like bracket like a, like a tourney attorney bb Ooh, that all, sounds like fun all for bragging rights all on august 27th at noon est we will be streaming for at least 12 hours there'll be a whole bunch of games live shows even a live bonus episode of the trophy room that you'll only get on that stream so make sure you check it out august 27th clear your calendars okay some no really tease. cool and fun things that i can't wait to show off and to announce, because we even got yeah. some new shows that we'll be announcing. But all that's come into plan. We, I've, I've talked to the right people. We're getting the ducks in a row. We got even more stuff we're going to be uh, pumping out next week as well. So be on the lookout for that. The Trophy Room Community Stream Day, August 27th. Join us. Would you kindly link to our Twitch in the description for all that. And of course, I love how you're trying to Bioshock everyone to come yeah. <laughs> hang out. Would so, you kindly? Would you kindly? I do that now at work. Nobody knows but me, and I really? have a little giggle. Yeah, because like nobody's gamers at work. Yeah. Uh -huh. So like I get the inside little, <laughs> look at me. What, what was his name? Spoilers for Bioshock. What, Andrew Ryan, right? Yeah, Andrew Ryan. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew it was two. Well, that's who, we're, yeah. that's who we're going after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you can't that trust somebody with two first names. <laughs> Oh, you're that's a sheep, rule I live by. Was it a slave obeys? Something like that along those lines. It's mm -hmm. been a couple of years. Fantastic scene, though. I remember that scene, Kyle, and going, wow, like this is like Joe 13, 14, learning about Ayn Rand for the first time. I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> this world's nuts. Video games can do this. Wizardry. That said, <laughs> it's time for a Patreon pitch. I want to thank a whole bunch of new patrons that have come our way. I want to thank Nicholas Johnson, Katie Stubbs, Katie, M9 Prime, and Jeremy Rothig, uh, all of which are on the Silver member uh, or Silver Plus. I want to thank our Platinum members, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our Gold members, Too Soon, Gavin Gottfried, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master, and Metal Kirby, Stephen Flesh, Stoth Simon, the Pie Man. Chaotic Monkey and Strubles and Bits. I want to thank our Silver Plus members. Awesome Dave, Hide Indoors, Marcus O'Neill, JB the Purple Monkey, Jettus Vaughn Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Brenton Zachary, Kay Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Rockshaw, The Good Sir, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellish, Foolish Fuji, Any Day Now, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, The Lord, Commander Corgi, Elo2032, Jinx, The 33rd, Bubble Boy N7, Jesse Garcia, Hambone, The Aztec King, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Stone Cold E.T., 
astronaut junior, not to be confused with astronaut junior, <laughs> senior, and green gorilla gamer. Thank you all so much. It's what we say each and every week. You guys keep the lights on. You keep us looking good. You keep us sounding great. All because of your generosity at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And more Joe, cool stuff coming along the way. Yes. When you think of astronaut junior, yeah, what do you imagine in I'm your head? Because I have some real dumb in my head. <laughs> okay, let's do this. I'm thinking like Buzz Aldrin's son. <laughs> oh, just just an actual regular sized human. <laughs> yeah, I was not. I, I was thinking a just mini uh, astronaut, like like Returnal mini astronaut. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So I'm I'm thinking like, like a Funko Pop version right. of an actual astronaut. Well, I'm thinking Buzz Aldrin has an ego after he's been on the moon or whatever. So like he's always in the astronaut attire, helmet what? and all, Was and he's dropping a... his kid off, astronaut junior, yeah. at elementary school. But he's also dressed the same costume and everything. Astronaut Aldrin Junior. <laughs> exactly. What was it? Thirty Rock, where they had the Buzz. Yes. Older thing, where he was mad at the moon. Yep. Okay. I oh, man, Thirty Rock is a treasure. God, it's a, such a gem. Everybody, please go back to Thirty Rock, oh, please, so for the love of God. That said, Kyle, those are our amazing patrons. That's the origin of Astronaut Junior. Now, <laughs> it is time to square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from Chris Scullion over at VGC. And Chris writes, Microsoft shoots down Sony's claims that its Activision acquisition is anti-competitive. Microsoft has spoken out against Sony's claim claims that its ongoing attempt to acquire Activision Blizzard would be anti-competitive, especially with regards to Call of Duty. Last month, Sony told Brazil's regulatory body, Cade, which is investigating the acquisition, that the acquisition could influence players to switch from PlayStation and Xbox. At the time, it argued, quote, Call of Duty is so popular that it influences users' choice of console, and its community of loyal users is entrenched enough that even if a competitor had the budget to develop a similar product, it would not be able to rival it, end quote. Now, according to Reset Era member Idis, Microsoft has replied to Cade with a lengthy response dismissing Sony's claims. Microsoft's, Microsoft stated, quote, Not surprisingly, Sony was the only third party to convey public opinion materially different from Microsoft Activision Blizzard King and the third parties regarding the competitive analysis of the transaction, end quote. Microsoft claimed that Sony doesn't want to see Call of Duty games at Game Pass on day one because it, quote, is not resigned to having to compete with Microsoft's subscription service, end quote. Sony's public outcry on subscription games and the company's response are clear. Sony doesn't want attractive subscription services to threaten its dominance in the market for digital distribution of console games, end quote. It claims... Man, they keep throwing quotes in. I'm sorry, I'm messing this up. <laughs> no, you're, Quote, you're in other it. words, Sony rails against the introduction of new monetization models capable of challenging its business model. Microsoft also shoots down Sony's claims that that Call of Duty is a category of games in itself, stating, "Quote: The PlayStation itself has a foundation established by players loyal to the brand." This finding, however, does not lead to the conclusion that the PlayStation or any branded product with loyal consumers is a separate market from all other consoles. Extrapolating from such a finding, the extreme con- 
conclusion that Call of Duty is a game category in itself is simply unjustifiable under any quantitative or qualitative analysis. It also lists five reasons arguing against Sony's claim that the addition of Activision Blizzard games to Game Pass would lead to an unattainable lead in subscription services from Microsoft. According to Microsoft, this claim is wrong because... uh, How do I say this in, in, in word form? Just step one? Yeah, step one. Point one. <laughs> point point one. one. It's not part of Microsoft's strategy to remove content from players, and Call of Duty will still be on PlayStation as a paid title. Point two. Data shows that players see subscription services as only one way to pay for games. Step or point three. Sony's claim ignores the dynamic nature of subscription services and the fact that Sony has its own too. Point four. Redacted information. I want to know what that five. is. <laughs> yeah, right. Point five. There are numerous other game distribution channels and subscription services, many of which include content that isn't available on Xbox. Microsoft also claims that arranging exclusivity deals has been at the heart of Sony's strategy to strengthen its position in the games industry, and that as well as having its own first-party exclusives, it also has exclusivity deals with third-party publishers. It also claims that Sony actively tries to hamper Game Pass's growth by paying some developers for quote-unquote blocking rights to prevent them from adding content to Game Pass. Finally, Microsoft claims that not having Call of Duty games on PlayStation wouldn't make business sense because it would only be profitable if enough people jumped over an Xbox to make up for the money lost from not selling PlayStation copies. Y'all, I'm sorry I butchered that. <laughs> <laughs> that comes from you. That doesn't come from, uh, from me. That, that is gallery. not Chris. That's not Chris. <laughs> no, That's you did me. fantastic. You did fantastic. There's a lot of like lawyer robot speak in all of this. Um, but this is a better attempt than like their gut reaction last week which literally happened after we recorded which was a very silly quote from xbox saying quote microsoft told regulators in new zealand that activision blizzard doesn't make any must-have games but y'all spent 70 billion dollars yeah exactly (laughs) you know like that's kind of a silly thing to say but like yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of points here that are incredibly interesting like xbox admits it's not profitable for cod to be an xbox exclusive and the claim which is a fact playstation is paying devs and publishers not to put their games on game pass put an asterisk there in their exclusive deal contracts so like we Mm. saw this with games like resident evil village where playstation was like hey listen we want to you know help fund your game we'll help market your game um, we'll pay for all that, you know, sort of stuff, but you have to give us a special mode here, a special mode there or a weapon skin there. And for like a year, this game can't show up on a competitor streaming service. Yeah. Right. So I think a lot of people are kind of taking the story and running with it. They're like, PlayStation doesn't want anybody to know this. It's like, I, I kind of thought, I don't know about you, Kyle. I kind of thought this was common knowledge. We brought it up before. Yeah. We spent years years or months yeah working in a GameStop. yeah where we had to shill hey get these call of duty maps on xbox first for three months yeah is that not the same thing i mean they're they're like well you're holding it back from us but it's just like well 
yeah, not, but at that time they were holding the maps from PlayStation Play. Exactly. You know? Like we all hate like real talk. We None of us it. like this. No, they held Tomb Raider's the sequel for yeah. a full year. Because like as like hardcore gamers as we are, and you listening or watching, y'all know that like these maps are eventually gonna come to Xbox or these things yeah. are eventually gonna come to PlayStation or the game, like a great example, Tunic. Uh, yeah. launch exclusive or, or it launched exclusively on Xbox coming to PlayStation in September. Like, See, we know, nobody saves the world. Yeah. It, we, it was on Xbox a few months later. It came to PlayStation. We know that those games ha- are, are, you know, are going to eventually hop over and we'll just be like, okay, well, we'll, we'll wait or Hey, we'll just check it out on game pass. Cause that's, that's the promise of the subscription service. Yeah. I think you'd be naive to say that Microsoft doesn't do this as well. Like, Look, nobody saved the world on PlayStation. It's not on, you know, their Plus service. Like the Yakuza series has just gotten to PlayStation Plus, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tunic will launch in September, not on the PlayStation, uh, you know, Plus service. So it's just like, do you not see that they probably do the same here? It, it's yeah. I, I understand. And, and if we were to put uh, our like corporate hats on for a yeah. second, why would you not do this? Exactly. Like at the end of the day, you want people playing on your platform, right? So you can earn money in elf uh, ways, shapes, and forms. Like, yeah. would you not do the same? Like, I, I honestly, it's not as it's not as evil or money hungry, greedy as I think a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah, it's just like you have to look after your brand and your product so you're going to do whatever you want to get people into that ecosystem and and using that product and i think of it the same as like i mean you take a look at any streaming service outside of gaming right like uncharted is currently exclusive to netflix streaming i can't get that anywhere else i have to if i want a streaming service i have to go there then when you take a look at like peacock has the northman i'm never gonna buy peacock ever I don't know what they're thinking. I will wait till the Northman goes to, you know, Netflix or goes to Hulu or goes wherever. Like these deals happen literally all the time in like movies Mm -hmm. and TV. And maybe that's the reason why I'm so, I guess, like numb to this news where it's just like, yeah, "Yeah, we, we knew about this. This is like the new, this is the new, you know, timed exclusive deal evolving into the new future that is streaming. And I think Xbox is totally right here too, where they're just like, listen, we're PlayStation does this all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I'll pull out the quote here again. Microsoft claims that arranging exclusivity deals are has been at the heart of Sony's sh- a strategy to strengthen its position in the games industry, and that has well, sorry, as well as having its own first party exclusives. It is has exclusive deals with third party publishers, so like. By them saying that, it's just like, look at Final Fantasy VII. Like, look at Final Fantasy XVI. Look at Spider-Man. Like, look at all these things that have PlayStation has locked up. You know, look, look at them going for gold for, <laughs> for Star Wars The Old Republic. Like, PlayStation does this too. So, it's we're not being evil by putting this on a streaming service. And as they say, you know, the data reflects that they that people only see this as another way to purchase games. So I actually do side here with Microsoft going, yeah, is Sony being hypocritical? Absolutely. And at the same exact time, noting that PlayStation's doing this because I mean, what Microsoft said, they want to remain their dominance. 
They want to keep the status quo as is mm-hmm. because the status quo is treating them right. Yeah. This is a disruptive way of, of, of how we're not just gaming, but how consuming it, but how developers and publishers are putting out their games and how and when. So like if I'm Sony, yeah, I want to do the same. I don't know. Any extra thoughts on that, Kyle? Yeah, no, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think Microsoft's in the right as well. And, and I, I go back to last week when we talked about it. it to me, I wouldn't even feels, say right, Kyle. I just think no, like, but like, I understand business. where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Business. Uh, um, but I go back to like last the week meme. where, yeah, <laughs> business. It's a cat with a briefcase, a yeah. little hat on it. Um, we go back to last week when I, I, I said like, it just feels like they are writing in diaries. And now Microsoft found Sony's diary and it's writing a response on their blog on Tumblr or something. Like I, that's Yeah. I found something really interesting today. <laughs> I'm gonna let the whole, all all of the high school know about it. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just it's whatever to me. They're it, I we've also mentioned before, like it seems every console generation things switch. Yeah. So like uh, no, no doubt in my mind will Xbox be on the other side of this and doing a similar thing and yeah. Nintendo will try as well to do something similar like they they are all vying for your hard earned money well Nintendo is too busy su- suing their own fans but yes I get it sure we're yeah, just trying to emulate the games you're not selling that's all what they're doing yeah, I don't it's, care for it it's just, I, to me this whole thing is just blown out of proportion it is because um, you yeah. You brought up with something though that's interesting, and I had the same thought while I was Please. reading through this. What is that redacted information? That's the really interesting. What kind thing. of dirt do they have on Sony, or is it like does Sony have like something in the works? That I mean, they don't it could be about? that conversation that Phil had with Jim. They're like, "Hey, listen, we've already hashed this out," or "Hey, this is redacted information because it involves us making a deal with like the United States government that we will keep mm. some games multi-platform." Like mm. it could be things like that. You know, something more serious. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think that could be. It's more likely. Now we got two people writing in, uh, Luke Snore over at the Xbox Expansion Pass, <laughs> um, who I named my boat after in in Sea of Thieves. The boat's name is Luke's mom. Um <laughs> <laughs> she can handle four men and she ha- holds quite a lot of loads. Oh, All right. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh boy. I feel like you should have used the bleep button. <laughs> All right. It is something, uh, he says, is it something to be outraged for f- about a company to pay for exclusive windows uh, of time for their platform? If I'm a Sony gamer, I'm pleased to see a company working to satiate its fans. If I'm an Xbox gamer, I'm anxious to see my company work to compete. That crossplay, though, dot, dot, dot. And Suko217 writes, Xbox needs to remember how they played the exclusivity game on in the 360 era. It ain't PS's fault that they dropped the ball trying to focus on multimedia with the X-Bone and now having to catch up. I say it's just business as usual, and we're just eating popcorn and enjoying the view. Exactly. <laughs> Two different approaches. Xbox yeah. is just like, hey, listen, we don't need to make these big deals because we'll acquire some studios. We'll acquire enough studios that... Hey, there's going to be something for you every single year. And we're going to make these deals with second party or indies that will be on Game Pass. And that $15 versus 60 or 70, that's what we're really competing with. Like when Xbox says, listen, we're not, and they literally said it in this quote, we're not interested in selling boxes. Like that's not our only goal. Our goal is this service. 
And so like, to me, I, 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 I can't help but kind of agree. Like if I'm an Xbox fan, I'm looking at this going, okay, now Xbox starts securing some more deals in the holiday season, right? Like rumor has is it's right now only Plague Tale. We'll have them scoop up something else. If you're an Xbox fan, you're eager. This year has been kind of dry for hey, you guys. Don't sleep Fight on High it. on Life. What's that? That game looks rad. Oh, High that's from um, yeah, Squanch Games. Squanch Games, yeah. But like with Suko as well. Like again, Xbox is going in their own different direction. I just think it's really interesting that like. You're right. This kind of all seems a little immature. And I also think you're right, Kyle, by saying Xbox has changed the game this generation so much so that I am firmly in the camp that they are they are the industry leader right now. Yeah. Like if I have to say like who is paving the way this generation, who are we talking about the most? It's mm-hmm. Xbox. They like who has <clears throat> excuse me, who has control of the conversation? I just always seem it's Xbox. And so, like, for me, I'm fine with that because I play my PlayStation. I enjoy it. I enjoy this ecosystem. I think we get lost in the, like, who's first, who's second, and who's on third type of thing, where it's like, none of that really matters. Let's just kind of enjoy our ecosystems together, you know? Yeah, I I would agree. Um, That's not to say PlayStation is is so far behind. Like, they're going to have their moments, like, this holiday season, PlayStation's going to be the talk of the town because they have a lot of amazing heavy hitters coming out last was part one god of war ragnarok like um you know other branded things that i can't yeah like hogwarts legacy call of duty still sure 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 so like they're no slouches either but when when you think of what this generation is what about this generation is making it stand apart from all the other ones it is that game pass it is that xbox really leading the charge of a new way to play your games and playstation is playing catch up and they're not quite there yet as we will talk later about this playstation plus yeah re- overhaul and thing. that's and the thing is i think we get like caught up in like oh they're not there that that means like they're in dire straits and this is the worst thing. Oh, no yeah, it's just like it, no we enjoy our ecosystem. We're playing on that ecosystem. We continue to cover and prefer this ecosystem, but it's just, it's just going to note that like how PlayStation is going to adapt to this is going to be the interesting thing. Right. And Mm -hmm. you see them doing it. And PlayStation plus, as we talk about is getting better and better. And that with time, even PlayStation admits here that with time, we will get there as well. It's just how long does it take and what roads do they really take? What route do they take to get there? That's what I'm interested mm-hmm. about. And the other interesting thing is I've been told time and time again, don't worry, PlayStation folks, you're back in, trust me, is that you don't pay $70 billion to make things uh, multi-platform. Call of Duty right here, right now. Xbox has said it's not touching it. It would be unprofitable if they tried to remove it from the PlayStation ecosystem. And that redacted information's also extremely telling of what else they're not taking away or what else they are taking away from mm. this, from from these deals and, and what's going on behind the scenes. So, like for me, there's a lot of moving parts here that in between what is what seems like a just catty fight between two juggernaut companies yep 100 percent. yeah yep so there you go i i hope we don't have to talk about this ever again Kyle. i hope so too <laughs> all right so now now we've it's bar- just people fighting over their billions of dollars it makes me sick <laughs> it's really it's just it literally at the end of the day we've solved it so yeah. there's a new new types of deals when it comes to exclusivity uh so expect that 
there are, or sorry, Call of Duty is not going anywhere. So expect that and expect Xbox to continue to be this aggressive and PlayStation adapting at the same exact time. Yep. That said, Kyle, let's talk about the next story on the list, which is also kind of an additive of last week's uh, talk. That sure. We uh, from GameSpot, Darren Bonthus. Darren, I'm sorry if I said your last name wrong. Square Enix could be selling stakes in even more studios. Square Enix is looking to devote more resources to its Japan titles and projects. Following its latest earnings call, Square Enix is reportedly looking to sell stakes in some of its development studios in an effort to devote to devote more resources to select titles. According to games industry analyst David Gibson, the publisher will be reviewing its portfolio to see which studios it will want to retain full ownership of or offer stakes to other interested companies. As Gibson explains, Square Enix views this strategy as a way to devote, quote, resources mainly to Japan titles, unquote, and could see interest from Sony, Tencent, and Nexon. Some of the studios that Square Enix currently has under its belt include the four creative business units responsible for Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, and smaller titles, Luminous Productions, which is currently developing Forspoken, and Tokyo RPG Factory. As Gibson noted, Square Enix's strategy is unusual as it has zero debt and more than enough operating cash to fund game development. Quote, Post the Crystal Dynamics Eidos Montreal sale, the company will have $1.4 billion in cash and zero debt, Gibson explained, which is plenty to fund expanded game investment and not sell down stakes in its studios, end quote. The earnings call also addressed the recent sale of Square Enix's Western Studios Eidos Montreal and Crystal Dynamics to Embracer Group. According to Gibson, these studios, quote unquote, cannibalize sales from the rest of the group in general. That sale was phase one of Square Enix's plan, while phase two will include the portfolio review. The publisher has also confirmed plans to invest in blockchain and NFT technologies, ideas that are at odds with themes of one of its best-selling games, Final Fantasy VII. Square Enix has plenty of games lined up for the future, which could make its proposition attractive to to potential investors. An overhaul of Tactics Ogre is on the way, Forspoken will release next year, and Harvestella looks delicious. That's uh, Darren, by the way. Beyond those games, the company's heavyweight Final Fantasy franchise will see the launch of Final Fantasy 16 in summer 2023 and Final Fantasy Rebirth in winter 2023. What the hell is going on with Square Enix, y'all? <laughs> let's just let's let's just talk about it, Kyle. First off, you nailed it. And Thank I know you. your mute button doesn't work, so everybody... Yeah, if, my Kyle mute button's ta- not working, so I'm trying not to cough. And yeah, clear you're thoughts. talking a lot. You, don't worry, you earned it. Okay, you're in it. You got, you're doing Thanks. God's work. Appreciate it. Appreciate uh, Kyle, what's, what the hell's going on with Square, man? Because I don't know, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> they, they have no zero debt. They don't have to sell anything. And, and again, I I hate to reuse the same reference or idea, but when they were like, "Hey, I know so on Crystal Dynamics," they're not they're making enough money where no one's buying our other games. It's very high school yeah. caddy stuff like i i don't it's so How annoying are they cannibalizing just, make, it? just make good games that's all you have no debt but don't it's worry just like it. how is crystal dynamics cannibalizing final fantasy right i how is idos cannibalizing who's, buying, who's know, buying avengers to be like you know what i'm not buying final fantasy remake part seven it remake makes no sense and you yeah. know from what i've been seeing for the most part, it's just like, this is a very good plan for the short term, but for the long term of this company, it really just goes to show that. 
Something's oh, happening. Whoever's in charge of Square, hold on a second. I need to ask you this question. Yeah. How do games like Tomb Raider and Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. not meet your sales expectations, but then also cannibalize sales from the rest of the group? How does that make any sense? I really, I, I really feel like these are BS ex, ex, yes, uh, you know, excuses for them to sell themselves. Yeah. Um. You know, that's what I'm kind of seeing here. That's like, I'm reading the tea leaves. You have all these games coming out from September to November, right? And everybody's like, why are all these games coming out right now? Like, this is this is wild that like. Diofield Chronicles, uh, or sorry, Diofield yeah. and uh, Valkyrie Chronicles are coming out weeks apart. Like mm-hmm. you know, you you got two remasters in in November with Final Fantasy and uh, Ogre Tactics, right? Which looks fantastic. Um, yeah. But like, why? It's like, well, you're probably unloading a whole bunch of stuff before something's happening. That's mm-hmm. how I feel of it. It's like, why would you unload Crystal Dynamics in Eidos Montreal? Because you're you're unloading because you you're looking for something, you know you're looking for yeah a potential buyer. That's that's what I've been seeing. And listen, I'm a big dumb dumb idiot. I'm not gonna claim like every other Sony PlayStation insider that I have any knowledge. But to me, from what I'm seeing, and I think we've had a pretty good track record of just going with our gut. All signs lead to Square is selling pieces of itself. Because it yeah. does, I I think it doesn't think it can. Because look, you're debt free for for the moment. You're you're cash rich. You're focusing on JRPGs. You got out of the Western development scene. There's there's not a lot of growth options at that point. And I think they have. I hate to say failed, but for lack of better words, failed to hit that global audience with other IP that they're like. Okay, I think we need to start offloading ourselves, get acquired so that we could get refocused, or our task could be we're just making these JRPGs and, and all that stuff. Being a part of a bigger unit, a bigger conglomerate is what I think is their, their plan. I hate to even think about this. Uh-huh. It will make me so sad that Square Enix one day will turn into a konami situation or that's what I or, too. or or yeah. in like regular pop culture situation a blockbuster where there were heavy hitters they were mainstays in in everyone's neighborhood or in everyone's gaming catalog mm-hmm. but then they just were like you know what we're done with games it sounds like they're done with <laughs> games right and it's, they just, want to it's like we got our final fantasy our kingdom stuff. hearts and our, some of our obscure stuff, yeah, right? Like, but it's just, it's just like they're they're done, and they 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 got brainwashed by the crypto bros, <laughs> and Square Enix is not going to be the thing that I want them to be and yeah. make great RPGs because to me, a healthy video game industry is is going to be benefited by a healthy Square Enix making great RPGs. Yeah, without without them. It's gonna be it's gonna be sad. It really is. I, I think you're you're absolutely right. That's why I want them to get saved. I mean, not even get saved. I want them to to, to focus up. Lose this crypto bullcrap. Like I saw uh, on the Evo four, PlayStation was asking about NFTs. A PlayStation don't want them. Nobody wants them. Don't do it. The market's already cratered. There's no interest. None. None. Ugh. 
Oh my god. Stop it. Knock it off. Like <laughs> that so, will never happen, hopefully. But if it does, that week's episode of this show is just lost. us yelling, stop it for two stop hours. It. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Jordan thing. Get help. <laughs> are you dumb? What are you yeah. doing? But it's just like like NFTs in their current form right now, they're 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 not it. And I don't no. think they're gonna be it in the in the gaming field. And when I take a look at X or sorry, Square Enix making this pivot, it just it really does depress me because it's like, yeah, look, Final Fantasy, you know, seven rebirth, Final Fantasy sixteen, they all they they both look great, you know. The your MMOs or remake, fantastic. remaster, whatever you want to say. Yeah, like you got Dragon Quest. It's also on the rise. So like it's yeah. just like you have these games, Main and franchises in video games that people love. Yeah, keep making them. Keep believing in these creators, not these. What I feel, um, in my opinion, are Ponzi schemes that that are mm-hmm. these NFTs. That's all I got. That's all I got Oof. out of this. Square Enix, please. <sighs> Also, can we just take a second? <laughs> yeah, please. I don't see it coming up in any in any other place. Please. Yeah. I, I feel like you might be different from me on this one. What's that? People need to stop being so harsh on that Forspoken trailer. <laughs> I think it's refreshing. I get it's funny to meme it. I yeah. 100% get it. So you're telling me <laughs> I'm on another world shooting magic and talking to my cuffs? <laughs> Listen, I love that kind of refreshing thing. That's obviously not going to be in the game. That's just for and man. I'm hunting <laughs> mythical monsters and like <laughs> it's silly. I, I, it is silly, but I kind of love it, and, and I, I'm still super excited about the game. People need to chill out a little bit. I listen. I'm, I, I'm, I'm leaning on. I don't, I don't think this game's gonna be good, but I'm rooting for it. And uh-huh. so let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> I love the there's a bloodborne one. It's like I'm seeing yep. freaking werewolves. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm talking to a doll. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's 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 Yeah, it's, it's it's very funny. The parodies and stuff are funny, but like yeah. be a little too harsh on it. Yeah, okay. We need to see one more of this thing of this game. Yep. To I get, get us one mm-hmm. over. Cause mm-hmm. everything that I'm seeing, the writing is not there. Uh, and the, the combat also may not be there, too. But you're right. Again, Square, go find yourselves. Please. Do what you need to. Go on a sabbatical. Uh, yeah. Go. go do some ayahuasca in the fields and then come back. <laughs> go, to, go do peyote in the desert somewhere. Yeah, come yeah, back yeah. to us with your religious experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. To Square, nobody else. And yeah, kids yeah. listening, don't look up what peyote is. Nope. I think it's a cactus. I don't know. Yeah. I it's a purple coyote. Oh, all right, Kyle. Listen, I, I want to talk about this next story, and it's all your fault. It's all my fault. All oh fault. boy, that's a lot of uh, a lot of baggage to carry. Yeah, man. Uh, from uh, Push Square, uh, Sammy Barker writes: Press X for trophies is a sad indictment of PS5 and PS4 today. Sony has a big problem on its hands, and it's not clear how it's going to solve it. While previous oddities like My Name is Mayo and Mr. Masaji were fun platinum novelties, the PS Store is now getting absolutely overrun by small developers who've all cottoned on to the same thing. Easy trophies attached to low-effort titles means big profits. We've seen an absolute avalanche of shovelware these past few months, many of which are asset swaps of the exact same game built around the idea of awarding a platinum in a minute or less. But now developers aren't even trying to hide it. Press X for Trophies is a new game, quote unquote, officially announced and with a product listing on the PS Store right now. Uh, 
While you can't buy it just yet, no release date is mentioned, the product description almost makes a mockery of the platform holder's plaza. Quote, games are often made to be challenging. Well, at least they used to be. These days, things are a little easier. Press X for Trophies is a game made to help spread the word of how things should change and how the world of gaming is changing. It's slightly ironic, and the story is told through its trophy system, end quote. So it seems this developer has made a parody of the declining quality of the content on the PS Store, or at least that's what we're inferring from the description. Sony has removed games like this before. The infamous 1000 top rated got booted from the storefront only to be repackaged as slide a little later, but we're not entirely convinced the company has a case anymore when it's letting titles like jump, jump and the jumping noodles run riot. Ooh, we, ooh, we Kyle crushing it again. M nine prime writes in just like you can too. If you add us over at PS Room or be part of our discord server, uh, link in the description, uh, prime writes, how does it feel? I'm uh, uh, sorry. How do you feel about the easy platinum games being? Co- oh no, this one's directed at you. Look at, I messed up this time, Kyle. How does it feel about easy platinums being called out all of a sudden? Also, why is it suddenly being called out? Is is this has been going on forever? Is it just getting way worse? Great question, and I butchered that. Uh, Kyle, you're good. Why, 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 why is everybody yelling at you? That's a great question. Why now? Why now? I mean, I, are we are we at the point where, like, we joked around a few weeks ago of people just bringing up old rumors again about because they needed a clickbait title yeah like why is it now is it because this one game with the title press x for trophies is that why what if that title was a different thing and it was just like tiger for lack of a better word <laughs> uh, and that's the name of the game would we still have this conversation i mean i th- i think i see brian from ps4 trophies uh he's been going on like some investigative things of like how a lot of these just are yeah lazy asset flips a lot of these are oh, 100% developers are. like taking advantage of how the platinum system works and just uh-huh. it is just a bunch of sh- shovelware and i think when I take a look at what's going on right now, I think part of it is you're right, Kyle. It's a slow ish news week and people want to throw PlayStation and controversy together and they know that's going to get a click, Mm -hmm. but it is a problem. I mean, like how many times do we go through prepare the drop and you name, you know, three or four games on that list of like just 15 that are just, that's a five minute trophy. That's a one minute trophy. That's a one minute trophy that is going to flood the store. And you're not going to have any good, I guess, exploration of that storefront to find an indie that may not be like, you know, your cult of the lambs or whatever have you Mm -hmm. that are going to be the ones that are from those like three, five passionate developers and the smaller publishers and smaller PR teams that are pushing those games out. And now all of a sudden, because, you know, there are five games ahead of it that are all just clickbait shovelware. They don't get that click because the person doesn't scroll down enough because those games are just kind of in the way. I definitely understand that. I, I do think it is a problem sure. that PlayStation does need to curate and kind of solve because so this is yeah. this is this is hurting indies. Here here here's the thing though okay. is they do. Yeah. Uh, I I couldn't find it on the web based version of the PlayStation Store for some reason, for some unknown reason, yeah. it was not a part of it 
maybe 30 minutes ago. But on the console version of PSN, when you go on the store under collections, there is an indies button and you go into that indies. It will have the big name indies and other indie games that are well worth your time and dollar mm-hmm. and are not easy platinums like, like these games are. The, the issue is, is when you go to everything that's released, then yes, I agree. It does get a little bogged down with all that stuff. And I, I it, it might be a little bit too much to ask uh, everyone to do this, but there are ways where you can filter that out. Mm-hmm. You can filter out. Don't show me anything under five dollars. Well, and- uh, which again, that's that's more on you and not more uh, of the PlayStation curating and weeding out this shovelware stuff. I understand people want to have a. Oh, I'm not going to say that because that just means say it. just say it. The pure <laughs> PSN store <laughs> of only pure video games. Yeah. Um, I, I get why they want that and why they feel like the trophy is being devalued in some way. But I, I take the same approach that I do to, I won't get too deep into it, but like real political issues. Like, does it affect you in any way? I think who, who it's affecting is the smaller developers because like, to me, I try to find games on that you know, I, I go and I surf the PSN and it's a lot of like waifu simulator. And I'm like, but where's the good, like, where's the, where's that little India? It's somewhere that's going to interest me. I get that. There's a yeah. whole lot of shovelware there. And, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of like, yeah, jumping toast, jumping bread, jumping this, yes. jumping that. Uh-huh. And what I think a lot of us fear is the Steam store where it's very like, laissez-faire anything goes and it's a garbage store where so many developers have to find ways to cheat the system just to get noticed in that storefront it's literally an arm and a leg to try to navigate to Mm -hmm. get your game on there it is such a hassle where when i was working in the industry a lot of folks were just like we live and die by the likes by you rating us by uh and wish listing and stuff wish um, wish listing yeah um the discount immediately like those are the only way that you're going to get noticed because there's so much to lack of better words there's so much in that storefront and that's what people are afraid here is like how many like what is it like crouching black tiger games are there now it has (sighs) exploded to such a huge extent or to such a huge degree where there are legitimately great games like i think of games that are smaller in scope like rim world right rim world isn't going to be on that that state of play it's not going to be on that xbox whatever but it's a great little game that might be over overseen because there's so much stuff kind of on top of it where how many times am i going to actually hit scroll down like if a google list if if 95 or 98% of people don't hit the second page of Google, how many people are actually going to scroll down to find that next game if sure. every other game is press X for trophies? I got you. Yeah, I, I get again. I get where people are coming from with this, but all, to play devil's advocate, aren't all storefronts like this? Well, all storefronts <laughs> are really bad when it comes to this kind of shovelware stuff. They These games, I went on the Xbox store. It's a, a lot game. of the. 
What? There's a crater. You see? Did you see the acid flow? I did Kratos? not. I did not see that one. No. It's like it's like it's like North God War game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I love it. I love it. It's uh, like a PS1 looking Kratos in a in a coliseum. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like I went on the Xbox Store again on on PC. I don't know yeah. if it's different on console itself, but. There are many games that are on the PlayStation newest releases uh, of those kind of like smaller things that were also on the Xbox store. Yeah. So like, and I'm sure Nintendo, Nintendo is also notoriously pretty bad for getting those games noticed because their, their whole well, eShop is a mess. Their but, whole eShop is a mess. And there's so many games flooding the mm-hmm. switch as well. Yes. That's yeah. the thing. I think there's so many, there's so much. I hate to say it. There's a whole lot of garbage flooding these these shops yeah. and it's yeah. not like well-intentioned folks where it's just like i want to get this game out here it's it's a lot of what's an easy trophy or what's an easy 1000 yeah. whatever and so yeah well again that's that's something where i did have this thought when i was thinking about uh going into this battle i feel like i feel like it's the world against against kyle now yeah. uh when it comes to easy easy trophies um but like Again, Xbox fans, don't come at me for this one. Uh-oh. If achievements were on the same level as trophies, oh god, the same go. problem would happen in that store. You know what? Everybody, go fight, Shh. go fight, Kyle. Go ahead, my DMs are open. <laughs> Feel free. Uh, you know Mr. how K-Step. many? No, no, no. You, you know how many people have gone up to me? They're like, how, "What's your achievement list like? What, what's, what's it all about? Do you have over forty thousand? Okay, forty. Like they do value it. They they absolutely do. They do, but not in the same way. I think you know what I'm a, saying? I, there's I, more trophy hunters, I feel like, than than achievement hunters. Even though there's a whole YouTube channel, but they rarely Kyle, in, hunt for achievements. You know, Kyle's what I mean? on the defense right now, like they're even taking his safe. Like these kids are really Listen, going after him. The give muffin, me the glove. I'll put it on my hand. I'll show you it fits. <laughs> <laughs> the muffin mon writes in. Do you think the PlayStation Store needs more moderation and curation? If these shovelware games are jump like jumping food need to exist can they be moved into a separate section so that actual indie games worth playing can be discovered i can't help but feel sorry for indie developers making good games and not crash grab one dollar platinums are missing out by the sales and uh being lumped together this is a really great question because it's not an easy fix like there are not there are games like um vampire survivor i think that's on steam Okay. That is a $5 game, and it is a gem of a title, mm. right, mm. from what I hear. It's fantastic. But, like, and it's a one-in-a-million game as well because it's a very small, low-budget game. So, like, by going, ah, this is just the, the dollar, this is the bargain bin, like, that doesn't you. sound good for games that think, like, hey, mm-hmm. we're worth 5 bucks, but, like, we're really... We got we got the heart of a ten dollar game, yeah. <laughs> right? I got you. Um, so like we can't do that, and you can't. It is a lot of ask of like, because because it, it's it's a big ask of like, what does the curation process look like? Like how games are already put on the store, uh, how games are reviewed, how games are you know past certification. So by just saying it needs stricter certification, well that's money in a pipeline that. PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, Steam don't really want to pay. And I think the mm-hmm. truth of the matter is until these games don't make as much money um, is the day where you'll see Xbox and PlayStation curate them. But they do need better curation. And it starts by, I think, a better certification process by going, sure. listen, your game needs 
more input than this. <laughs> Your game needs to last more than a minute. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what the barrier to entry is, but I do know that the smaller people are getting hurt by these games. Um, and so we, we got to do something. We got to, sure. because this also maybe does water down the experience of getting platinums. I don't know. I, I think the, I think what they need to do a better job. And yes, I, it's not like I'm going to run out and buy all these games. I haven't bought a cheap platinum in a very, very long time. Uh, but, and I agree. It is flooding the actual store that people see first and foremost. It's pretty bad. What they need to do. And I think what a lot of people need to do on their own. I'm not saying you have to is utilize the collection part of the PlayStation store. Cause in there, there will be awesome. the indie. There's the PlayStation indies category. And you go in there, and that is where your pre-orders for Inscription are, and Cult of the Lamb, and Rollerdrome, and Kena, and, and all these indies that we, we've fallen in love with will be in that collection. They also have editor's picks, which I think would be great for them to, yeah, an editor, quote-unquote, doesn't even have to be a real person, just one person, <laughs> multiple roles. Yeah. Pick out, like, that vampire survivor and put it in there. Yeah. Just something to separate that from, yes, all these jumping food games and all these uh, uh, breakthrough gaming games where the Bible verses are in it that we we played on the show <laughs> once, and I played way too many of those. Yeah. Like, yeah. there needs to be a better way to just separate them, and I 100% agree with that. And... and I don't know if it's still the case, but I feel like it's a pretty hefty penny to get your game on the, like the main page of any store. Yes. I just, so that also needs to change a little bit. Like there's a lot of things to go into it, but I, I feel from what I've been told just strictly from what I've been told. Yes. The Nintendo store is really hard to, to break through because of how many Indies get on that store a day. It's really it's not like the heyday where there wasn't as as many of these games out there. Uh, Steam, it's really hard for an indie to get noticed as well. Um, I from what I hear, Xbox has a better time curating this than PlayStation. I feel like a lot of worry is this. There's a lot of these games coming. And at, when we see, and there have been weeks where it's like half of these games are cheap platinums. It's like, how many of these games are going to get flooded because of this? And that that's 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 the only argument that I have. And I just feel like, Kyle, I'm happy that I'm on the right side of history. I, I Sure. All, all I'm saying <laughs> is like, I feel like these games are there for the people that want to play these. Uh, they're not great games. But they're there for people that want that kind of experience. And, and at the end of the day, it's not hurting the consumer as much. It feels like a lot of people are making it out to be. I get that it hurts other indie devs. I get that. But I'm not in that world. I'm in the world of buying games and playing them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not that big of an issue to create all this hubbub. Well, just kind of think of the last last argument, because we're, we're getting a lot, really long in the tooth. And yeah. what you've been playing, we're going to just nail down to, to, to one game game each yeah i see you cross out my other games uh, listen we got we got we got the show to run uh it's kind of like if target in target you just saw more and more stuff on the shelves and half of them were not worth even taking a look at so like why am i going into target if like we got all these vests with only one sleeve on them you know what i mean 
It's kind of like that situation. I like how you choose the one article of clothing without sleeves to begin with. <laughs> but, you know, some of these vests, they only have one sleeve. I don't know fashion. I don't even know what I'm wearing right now. But it's like it's like what it's like one pant leg, you know what I mean? So like that's what, like you're checking out the the Bego, which is like the knockoff Lego, and it's like all of it just half the pieces are there, you know? So that's sure. that's that's where the problem lies is the quality of the store is going down because the quality of games that I think most people want to play, they're not discovering. And that's the problem. Is like this is a problem for the consumer at the end of the day. If I can't find what I actually want, I'm gonna go somewhere else. And that's why I think this is a problem. Because for me, I'm seeing a lot of that where it's just like, I, I'm scrolling a whole lot to just see something that I'm interested in. And a whole lot of it is jumping toast or, you know, my name is Mayo. Okay. That's, last, that's the problem. Last point yeah. for me. I think that's also part of the uh, uh, part of that reason of why that's all you can find is it's been a little bit of a drought of big PlayStation things. But think about it. In a drought where it's 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 not a lot of stuff coming but out. But even with like, you know, but, bigger named indies. Even yeah. on the smaller side, it it's ramping up, you know, starting tomorrow with Cult of the Lamb, but there hasn't been anything like must go buy have but, I feel like for a while. But think about this. There's not a big quote unquote game right now. So you're like, ah, I wanna play something. Let me go mm-hmm. look at the store. And then all you're looking at is Jumping Toast 1, Jumping to, to, to Bible Verse 3, Bible Verse 16, you know, Tennis sure. Hook. Like, all these. And then also, you're just the, like, the argument could be made that they are also going to PlayStation Plus and the, the new tiers that they are part in looking in there. But I think what you're missing the point on, Kyle, is most indies aren't getting the PlayStation Plus Game Pass, you know, Nintendo Direct treatment. Sure. But most indies are fighting for space to get noticed and it's getting harder and harder for those indies to get noticed because there's too much bloat and that's that's i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you on that one i just don't see it as a big deal everybody i just want to say put the hashtag joe is right that's all kyle it's a little segment called what you've been playing uh and this this part of the show we're going to bring on our good friend, Wondrous Will, from the Megadads to talk about the Cult of the Lamb. Take it away, Will. And with me to talk about Cult of the Lamb, the Megadads own the Wondrous Will. How are you, sir? Hello, I am doing very well. How are you? It is currently 96 degrees. This is a new running <laughs> joke <laughs> here at the podcast, but it's yeah. truthful, you know? So, yeah. listen, Will. I'm happy mm-hmm. to have you here. I, you know, I sent out the clarion call. I said, has anybody been playing Cult of the Lamb? Because I need to sit down with someone to talk about this game. Because I have so many thoughts. I have so many feelings. <laughs> because I've watched about two or three trailers of this game. And though yep. it looks incredible, it looks adorably satanic uh. <laughs> i don't know what this game is and when people are like yeah it's a roguelite yeah it's a you know it's an animal crossing where i get to sacrifice my villagers and i'm like that that's great but what is this game so you said you know what i could tell you what this game is i could tell you all the things about this game I so i can tell you all about this walking in will what were your yeah. first thoughts on uh or what was your first, yeah, what were your thoughts walking in on, on Cult of the Lamb? 
Uh, walking in on it, I mean, before I got anywhere, before I even put in for the code that I got, I thought, you know, this looks like another one of those delightfully bizarre Devolver published things that they tend that I don't know if they seek these things out or if they fall in their lap or what, but I love them and I'm all about them. So I was thrilled to get my hands on this one. And so it, it's both. It is kind of a roguelike and it is also kind of an Animal Crossing wherein you can sometimes sacrifice your followers, God, your villagers. It. So what's this story all about? Because to me, it just seems like the one episode of South Park where you got all these <laughs> woodland creatures and they're adorable the next, you know, one minute and the next minute they're they're literally having satanic blood orgies. Is this what this game is? <laughs> Just that great episode of South Park? Um, it's probably toned down a little bit okay. from that episode of South Park. <laughs> I mean, we are still flying by with a ESRBT sure. rating. Um, so you're a lamb and you start the game being sacrificed, being killed. Oh. Because these other four guys, these other four, I don't want to call them all powerful, but they are certainly sinister demigod-esque figures called the bishops. And they've been killing all the lambs to prevent the revival of the one who waits, which is something of an elder god that they've sealed away. And they kill you, the axe falls, but the the one who waits intervenes, he saves you, and he gives you his red crown so that you can use some of his powers and his gifts to exact revenge on those who sealed him away and build a following for him. So it sounds it, like you're just a bad guy. <laughs> um, More yeah. to it than that? So you're, you, are the, you are the lesser of no less than five evils. All right. Okay. <laughs> that sounds pretty darn cool. So story yeah. I'm on board with. You sold okay. me. What is the moment-to-moment gameplay like? Because what I see so far is like this 2D, you know, because I know nothing of, of indies, I'm, I'm I'm getting into the scene. So like like okay. nobody saves the world-esque like overworld or like a like a Zelda-like uh, uh, type okay. of game. Is is that what type of gameplay we can expect from Cult of the Lamb, or is it something wildly different? That's kind of close. That's kind of close. Okay. Um, in my own in my own review for Megadeds, I describe it as a sinister pop up book. Ooh, but yeah. Um, so you've got vi- two very distinct halves to the gameplay. You've got the roguelike aspect where you are going after the bishops and their followers and progressing forward, and then you've got the cult management aspect of it. Mm. The combat part where you're after the bishops and things, you open a door, which you need a certain follower amount to open it's not high i got there easily you get in and it randomly generates this thing in front of you this area and you very zelda style hack and slash your way through some rooms are filled with enemies some rooms are filled with people who will give you perks Mm. or possibly weapon switches because your weapon is a little randomized there are different kinds of it there's swords daggers axes hammers all that good all that good stuff so you get through that and then you're given kind of a roadmap. And some of them are for more combat-filled areas. Some of them are for resources, like maybe one is filled with wood or stone. And some of them let you walk in on other animals being sacrificed. Oh or maybe God. or maybe you find, like, the sad, lone survivor of a destroyed village or something. Sure. And you can you can save them, you can collect them, you can send them back home, deal with them later. So you get through, you get all the way to the end... You fight a mid boss. You have to fight three mid boss. Like a mid boss is the end of a run. 
Okay. And each bishop, each bishop is the boss of the fourth run of their area. Mm-hmm. You fight the bishop, or yeah, sorry, you fight the mid boss. You convert the mid boss. Yeah. You send them back to your place, and then after a few runs, you're in. You defeat the bishop, and you break one of the chains. Oh wow! And okay. Then you so leather it, rinse repeat. It really does give me that like yeah roguelike vibe where like everything you're you're entering each room is different it could be friendly it could be foe it could be resource it could be weapon and you're kind of making you know for every fork in the road you're making that choice and it's defining not just your character but it's also defining the cult that you're running yeah a little bit that to is, a, to an extent to an extent to an extent so yeah. for the moment to moment gameplay you sold me here because i'm really into <laughs> those classic zelda games i'm really into roguelikes i i think at this point there's like it's like soulsborne and then right under it is roguelite okay now i want to know about the thing that scares me about <laughs> this game that is the cult not because the occult's scary but more like i'm never in the mood to build a base nor a town like i see animal crossing was a rare game where i was just like i could be a squirrel person and build a nice little house (laughs) but like i'm never into that resource management so what is that portion of the game looking like okay so the other side of the coin you have a few things that you have to build in your one area it's not that big Hmm. And so you've got to build, you know, your central little altar to yourself. Yeah. And you need to build a cook fire and you need to build a church. The, I think that's about all you can get away with. Um, it, you know, they really appreciate it if you build them beds <laughs> or if you, de- you know, designate the resources to have them build beds. Mm-hmm. So you get you go next to your altar. There's this little summoning circle. You go to the guys that you've rescued. You can change their name. You can change their species, color. All of it there. Yeah, you can just customize the heck out of them. They've got a nice. few traits that you can't mess with, but they're not like hugely impactful. OK, some of them are like better suited to some jobs than others. And then outside of that, it's really on the cultists, on your followers to do a lot of the resource management. Oh, wow. You can have them go collect the wood and the stone. You can help them early on, especially when you've only got like one or two. Mm-hmm. But eventually it kind of turns into this well-oiled machine that you come back to. Mm. As long as you keep them fed and healthy, mm-hmm. which like a place to sleep and something to eat. Right. And, and some of the things to eat are absolutely horrid, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, that's it. It's you can, you select a building, you tell them where you put, you put it down where it wants to be. You can go help them build it or they will build it themselves. So what? So, OK, so we're building this nice old cult fit, like midsummer esque mm-hmm. feel. Um, <laughs> but how does that help you? Like, yeah, what does their resources like? I'm, you know, get get, get me seven satanic right. pieces of wood. How does that benefit bridge me? bridge yeah. the gap? OK, so I mentioned that you got this altar, the statue to yourself. You can have some cultists pray at it and like kind of they sort of their devotion becomes a resource too, Mm. and it collects in this statue and you can cash it out. And there are two ways to do this. One is the statue and you can use that to unlock more or upgraded versions. Excuse me. How dare you to unlock more or upgraded (laughs) versions of buildings like, say, a house that won't collapse in the morning 
or an outhouse that has more capacity for waste, <laughs> you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. And that just helps your, your base run pretty well. And then in your church, once a day, you can do, you can, you can give a sermon and then you'll cash in at the end of that. And that you can use to unlock higher tiers of weapons to be available when you start your runs, different oh, wow. kinds of weapons. Like you get poison, uh, vampiric weapons, weapons with increased crit, different curses, which is like your magical kind of alternate fire. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different forms of that with different effects and you unlock that stuff and that stuff unlocks pretty quickly. Okay. So if, it's, it's pretty much, Hey, build this base. It's going to, for every time you die or every new run, the better this base is built, the better the items you're going to get to go off and do those runs. Yeah. It has a lot more of a, a building power level than you see in some other roguelikes. This is, it has kind of a roguelike structure, but it's a lot easier than I think the impression that most people get in their heads when you say the word roguelike. Right. So am I dying constantly or is like how, how much is dying a mechanic? Okay. So I played on the normal difficulty, which is developer recommended. I died a handful of times Mm -hmm. and not until areas three or four. Okay. Did I really start to suffer when you do die? Um, your cultists do do find fault with you and consider you a little weaker and their faith in you diminishes a little bit. Mm. But you can always build that back up with some lovely rituals that you unlock along the way. Oh, Christ. Um, ritual, that, and you know, yes, you can just straight up sacrifice people. Yeah. But that's not going to help how much they're, you know, the how much faith they have in you either. Of course. There are also beneficial ones. You can do stuff as benign as dance around a bonfire or have a big feast all the way to really weird stuff like having two cultists fight to the death. And sometimes they will request that. And then there's like, uh, I like that. They're like, <laughs> yeah, Hey, me yeah. and Jeff have this idea. I think you're going to love it. <laughs> no, like, I, I had a quest for one. It's like, Hey, so you saved me. And that is fantastic. Thank yeah. you so much. Great. If you could maybe go back where I came from and find my brother, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So I saved his brother, I brought him home. And then like a couple days later, he's like, all right, look, I'm glad you saved my brother. I am. I really do appreciate that. I do need you to go ahead and let us fight to the death, though. We are having some problems. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, there's another ritual. So you're also solving family disputes. A little bit. Yeah, Yeah. they give you some requests to do. They're usually not too terribly difficult. Yeah. Um, And if you just don't want to deal with it, um, there is an unlockable ritual where you can just pass out hallucinogenic mushrooms, lock in that maximum faith in you, for a couple of days before everybody kind of starts to get hungover and sick. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is fantastic. I'm really, I'm, I'm glad that like the base building is, is there. It doesn't seem like it's daunting. Like I think of like fallout four is a little bit too much for me. Um, now let's get to, before we wrap this all up. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the music. Let's talk about the swooshes, the slashes, all that jazz. Uh, the swooshes and the crunches are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, for hitting enemies and things. Uh, admittedly, the musical, the background music doesn't really resonate with me too hard. It's there. It's not bad, but I didn't find it particularly memorable either. Um, but the sound effects I found really good. Uh, lots of satisfying pops when you pick things up. 
good. A lot like it feels like you are like hitting something when you're you know yeah. actually hitting. Yeah, something. you're hitting something. Uh, whenever you collect enough devotion to unlock something else, you get a nice little sinister coral stinger with that. And All right, it's, it's nice. So last, well, second to last, artistically <laughs> speaking. Okay, let's let's talk about the fine art. How do you like the art direction in this game? Is, is I it- absolutely adore the art direction in this game. It is it is the most sinister little pop up book filled with the most charming little animals, charming, adorable, cute little animals doing decidedly very not cute things. Yeah. And that either works for you or it doesn't. It doesn't really beat you over the head with it, you know, but I liked it a lot. I okay. I'm a sucker for good like 2D art anyway. Yeah. And this game definitely checks that box for me. So what are your final thoughts on this? Should someone go out there and spend 25 doll hairs on the PSN to pick this game up? <laughs> um, I would spend 25 doll hairs on this just in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I would have gladly done so um, without this review opportunity. I got yeah. if if you like what you saw in the trailers and you're even like remotely curious or you think this might be for you, absolutely, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I would wholeheartedly recommend that. Out of the year that has been an amazing year for indies, is this ranking up to, like, this could be one of the best little indie experiences i played this year? I think this could very well be one of the better indie ah. adventures out there this year. I'm really eager to see uh, what some of this post-game stuff is. Okay. They're going to add some more stuff in later, add some post-game I think just, you know, that'll round it out really nicely. All right. Well, listen, Will, thank you so much for coming on, talking a whole lot about Cult of the Lamb. Honest (laughs) to God, you sold me on it. I love the brother dispute. (laughs) That had me. There's always times I want to fight with my brother to the death. I feel like I'm going to really enjoy myself with this little game. Well, It's a good time. Where can people find you, good sir? All right. So if you want to find my review for Cult of the Lamb, that's going to be over on the Megadads YouTube channel. Or you can also find a link over at megadads.org. If you want to talk to me specifically, I'm over on Twitter at Wondrous Will. And is this coming out on Wednesday? Is this coming out tomorrow? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or while okay, cool. <laughs> people are listening to it today. Okay. Or in this uh, moment. If you're, listening, if you're listening to it today, you can also pop over to twitch.tv slash wondrous will at 9.30 p.m. Central, and I'm going to be playing Cult of the Lamb on there. Ooh-wee. Playing around with some of that Twitch integration. Link all up in the description there to find Wondrous Will's Twitch and to find the Mega Dads article as well. Uh, thank you so much, Will. And uh, with that, let's get back to the show. Oh wowie! Look at that. We're gonna we're gonna hire some cultists. Woo wee! Worship Satan, all that jazz. <laughs> make How? him eat poop. Make him eat my shit. Literally, that's <laughs> <laughs> when he told me that. I'm like, that's wild. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Now, sure. I got to play Spidey on uh, on the Steam Deck. Yeah. For realsies this time. Uh-huh. For realsies this time. What, I got what to was try the out. other time though? Uh, well, you know, I did a little doohickey here or there, and I got, you know, PlayStation uh, Remote Play working on the Steam Deck uh, on the back. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, for me, when I wanted to play Spider-Man, or, or when I heard about the, the remaster on PC, I was like, that's great, and all more PC players, more people playing it, great. I'm not here to play it on my ultra-wide. <laughs> I'm not playing here to play it on ultra, get all the ray tracings. I'm not here for that. Give me the little steam deck that could. So I've been playing about one or two hours of Spider-Man on a P- remastered on PC on my steam deck. And let me tell you something, Kyle, 
So far, so good. I played about an hour or two yesterday pre-patch. I now played two hours today post-patch. Mm-hmm. This is the future that I've always wanted. That's Kyle. awesome. It's you know, it's it's Spider-Man like we love him. I'm playing it at 30 frames. It's not noticeably dropping in places. It has crashed one or two times on me, but man, this is what I've always wanted as a kid. A game that is uncompromised, but is also playing on a handheld, no streaming, no whatever. Just this is it right here, right now. And playing Spider-Man on the Steam Deck just felt like I never left the PlayStation 4 version or never left the PlayStation 5 version. It feels so freaking great. And the cool, there's cool little like gyroscope as well, features as well. So you can help Mm. aim Spidey around with the gyroscope um i'm really digging it man this is awesome this is really awesome again it's spider-man ps4 so it's a fantastic game you should go play it if you haven't it is to me my favorite superhero game but i know kyle you you love the good arkham series that said it's more of that in a handheld form it's running great on the steam deck is it the best looking chug at all no but here's the thing it gets a little loud Okay. You hear the fan, so you want to boost up that volume quite a bit. Uh, But it's not chugging. I don't notice noticeable frame drops. Uh, I did pre-patch, but it runs incredibly smooth on the the Steam Deck at 30 frames per second. I, I set everything, like, give me, like, medium to low settings. Give me 30 frames per second. Don't... You know, don't kill yourself to Steam Deck over this. And I think I was playing for about like two, two and a half hours before I had to like charge it. So wow. okay. it lasts pretty well. It lasts pretty well. I I saw a really great TikTok on Go break at work today uh, from GameSpot um, where they took the Steam Deck and Spidey on Steam Deck at, around New York City and went in the game and then Oh, that's hand awesome. away to the actual in-person landmark. Oh, that's I was like, awesome. oh, that's really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I just, I mean, it's awesome that you can play Spidey on the go, yeah, and not just a. I don't mean it in a bad way. Inferior Spider-Man of the past. Like this yeah. is the best Spider-Man game. So like to be able to play it on the go, and experience that amazingness that Insomniac put into it. What a what a world we live in! I'm so happy, dude. So it, it is again. It's more Spider Man. I I, and I can't wait the to Steam actually Deck version too. Like yeah. I'm happy for PC players just in general. Yeah, I to wonder, experience this game because like Rigo writes in. Since now you can play Spider Man on PC, do you think we'll see Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage mod for Rhino? I can see kidding? him saying, "Oh yeah!" as he rushes you. Absolutely, I want the Paul Giamatti uh, Rhino. From- no. <laughs> <That's what> I- <laughs> Relax. <laughs> uh, and Johnson also writes in, I hope you all are having a great day with the Steam Deck being out for a bit now. What accessories or add-ons would you recommend for it, uh, making it the best gaming experience possible? I'll be fortunate enough to get one by the end of the year. I'm hoping for to get the best experience possible since I can play Spider-Man, Cold of the Lamb, and a few other of my favorites on the go. Would love to get your input. I saw someone else going, what's the next PlayStation game coming here? I hope it's, I pray to God it's Ghost of Tsushima. I pray Ooh. to God every day. I say God. Well, Miles is coming in a few months, right? Yeah, Miles is coming in a few months, apparently, in the, during the holiday season. But um, for me, all I have is a case on my Steam Deck. I don't have any weird doohickeys. I know the the deck isn't out yet, but I or like the you know the stand that plugs in TV. 
I don't want it for that. All I literally want to do is play weird indies that I can't get on my PlayStation, like, you know, Vampire Survivor, and um, and play, like, these games that I'm going to be revisiting, like God of War, like Spider-Man, on the go. That's really all I want. Yeah. So yeah. you really don't need to do much for it, unlike the, the Switch. Like, you don't need to go out there and buy the weird grips, because the thing already yeah. feels freaking great. I was so. going to ask, do they have a whole lot of, like, Steam Deck accessories already? I think they have a few, but just not a not a lot. I think Nothing you could start crazy. pre-ordering okay. the official Steam Deck, though you could get like your, your dock. But there's like unofficial ones you could get for it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So again, game runs great. It's more Spider-Man. Kyle, what have you been playing, man? I've been playing a little game called Escape Academy. Uh, that game is so good. What is Escape uh, Academy? Escape Academy. Are you familiar with an escape room? Yes. So that is literally what this game is. Yeah. Uh, you, there's just a bunch of escape rooms um, framed as a, a university, a college, an academy, if you will. Oh, and you, uh, you just go through different escape rooms, and there's a story where you are um, things go down with the professors, and and I don't want to spoil anything because the story is actually pretty uh, fun, mm-hmm. and. It gave me, and this is the one of the highest compliments I can give any puzzle game. Go for it. I got Portal vibes. Oh, the tone and the humor and the just the characters and whatnot. Uh, the each escape room is uniquely different from each other. Okay. Um, there is a hint system, and it 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 does dock you a little bit if you're trying to go for the best score possible. Um. But, like, it is so rewarding when that solution clicks in your head right. and you can find it. And it does a great job with helping you with that. And the answer is right there. Um, I know I think there's going to be more escape rooms down the line as, like, DLC. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. It's, it is a great platinum because it does feel like you've earned it. Mm. Uh, the only downside is that once you know the solutions, you can run through every escape room in like under two minutes okay okay there's not a whole lot of replayability there Mm -hmm. um but it is so fun Uh, it is well worth your time for sure all right go check it out go check out escape academy uh that said kyle it's time for some flash news gotta run gotta go fast oh my god there's no time so hot (laughs) it's so hot it's so hot in here Sony is no longer reporting PlayStation 4 units, which makes the official sales of the PlayStation 4 to hit 117.4 million. Rest in peace, sweet prince. I really wish they just carried on for a little bit longer so it hit that even 120. 120? Yeah. This, that's going to bother me. The point four is going to bother me. Yeah. Uh, Matt. Ken, uh, Matthew Kennedy writes in from the star. Uh, he says, hey, gents, thinking about... Uh, sorry, thinking this is a Sony Pony question. Close. Close, close. Uh, Sony has officially stopped re- reporting PS4 shipments at roughly 17, uh, sorry, 117.2 million. This is by far the most epic generation in gaming history. The more I think of it, the more I, ha- I have to say it's been my favorite, especially at the age where I feel I could truly appreciate games and what they've done for the community. We've had epics at God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part Two, but I want to hear about some of your favorite sleeper moments from the PlayStation Ooh. 4 generation. Anything from games to acquisitions that might have flown under the radar uh, for the mainstream radar. Anyway, 
Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Uh, to me, the PlayStation 4 generation is my favorite generation. By it, far. It's been so, so amazing for me. And it's you're right. I think it came at the, at the time where I think I could appreciate games the most. Like, when I was at my early 20s, I could buy all these games that, like, I wouldn't have otherwise. I talk so much how Bloodborne changed the way I thought about approaching games like Ghost of Tsushima was a game that I did not think would be one of my favorite games of all time is my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, God of War is to me a near master. It is a masterpiece game. Fantastic. I I love it. So like there are just so many little things about this, that console that I truly appreciate, and it really is all the first-party games that I think since Bloodborne on really just hit for me in a way that I never ex- thought that it would hit for me. So, yeah, uh, man, I, I I love the PS4 generation, though I don't know if there's any like quote-unquote sleeper games that I so, feel yeah, like yeah. I I I I clung to. It's hard for me to think of a sleeper because like I just keep thinking of like Resogun. Or yeah. like you know the the PS Plus games that we've gotten throughout the years that have turned out to be fantastic, like Rocket League and stuff like Absolutely. that. But those aren't really sleepers; they're huge hits. Yeah. But when I think of the PS4 generation, and I'm trying not to think of the games because games are fantastic. Horizon Last was Part Two, God of War, Ghost, yep. amazing, or Resident Evil uh, Seven, uh, just really great things. But what I really think about of the PS4 generation is PlayStation finding its voice, really, mm-hmm. when it comes to specifically like E3 presentations. Right. PS4 generation is when we got the best press conferences, bar none, that they are just trying, everyone's trying to reach that level yeah. of quality. Uh, like I, I, I think of the God of War moment where Corey's playing it on stage. I think of the Kojima walking down, announcing Death Stranding. I think of the Spider-Man, which happened immediately after Death Stranding. Yep. Like there, the Final Fantasy VII remake being announced on stage. Like there are so many amazing moments that happened during this generation. The whole like, here's how you share games on PlayStation. Clap mm-hmm. back at Xbox. It was huge. Um, So I I think of just PlayStation finding a way to talk to us in an exciting and fun way. That was hype as all hell for better or worse. It was very, very fun. Then I think we, I I think we kind of want to desperately go back to. Yes. We, we, we need them to start talking like, Hey, Sony, we're a few weeks away from September. When's that? Uh, (laughs) What well, seems to be an annual September showcase? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, uh, get get back to those standard like bulletins. I know we're getting back to yep. normal, all that jazz, but like, mm-hmm. let's let's start talking to us again. I, I don't Just show I don't like us trailers <laughs> one after another at the same time. I don't care how long it takes. <laughs> I just want to see. I want to feel something again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that said, talk about getting to see stuff and feeling something again. Gamescom opening night live takes place on Tuesday, the 23rd, August 22nd. Ooh, they said it like 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 a European. You see that? To put the day in front of the yeah. month. What is this? All right, whatever. Uh, below, you'll find the start times for the various regions. We're only doing North America, by God, and only Eastern Standard Time, because that's the time that matters. So uh, expect it again 
us reacting to it uh, August 23rd, 2022, North America, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ooh, I don't know if I can make it. Got work. Yeah, it's not to say. I, I might be a little. We, we could always do a, a uh, after the fact. Yeah, we can watch it after together okay. and, and, and live react there. Yeah. So check out our updates on that over at PS Room on Twitter uh, to find out what we'll be doing afterwards because that's a yeah, it's all post show. But how much places should we get in there though? Do you think? Lucky if we have a game. Maybe we a see game, God of War right? gameplay, but I don't know. Honestly, yeah, I'm. I I, there's no excitement here for this because I kind of expect what this showcase is going to be. It's going to be a lot of like second party indie stuff. It's so. going to be a summer game fest part two. Exactly. That's what I'm kind of feeling. So yeah. Hey Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? The full list of games being added to PlayStation plus extra and premium on August 16th is as follows. We got your buck snacks. Yeah. We got your dead by daylight. Great. Get. We got Everspace, Metro Exodus, Monopoly mm. madness, Woo. Monopoly plus. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, Trials of Mana Uno. So, you know, I remember the craziness that that was three, uh, 360 Uno. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of crimes happened in the Uno community, <laughs> let me just say. Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Kiwami, and Kiwami 2. Ooh-wee. Dicko writes Ooh-wee. in, I've recently gone to the extra tier to try to catch up on some exclusives I've missed. Uh, this includes the Spider-Man games. Do you think the PC version will result on the PlayStation 5 version coming in into the extra tier rather than the PlayStation 4 version? Or is it a simple matter of waiting and starting to play these games in all their sweet num-nums? God damn it, I thought we want one show. <laughs> one show. <sighs> you can't escape them. No, I don't like it. Um, I think you'll see the PlayStation 5 version come out eventually for PlayStation 5 in one of yeah. these tiers, but not anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah, and yeah, I agree with that. Um, and as Still far bundled as in this, with Miles, but... Yeah, as far as this list, where are those classics, Joe? You're right, there are none. Where are those classics? Unless we're getting another mid-month refresh, but... There are no classic games. I did not There's mention. Not I did not even one single classic game, which bums me out so much. I'm saying this right here, right now. Do not, guys. If you're interested in getting PlayStation Premium, just don't. You can wait. Wait. Like uh, Bug Snacks is great. You know, I love Bug Snacks. Yeah. Dead by Daylight is huge. So that game is huge. I bet they're counting great... Kiwami. That's why I'm th- I think they're counting. Oh, one oh of you the... think so? Yeah. Because the Yakuza games, yeah. maybe they're counting Uno and Monopoly, <laughs> um, or Trials of Mana, even yeah. though that's a, like a remake. But like Metro Exodus is huge. Dead by Daylight is huge. Trials is actually pretty big, um, and the Yakuza is great, big. So like there are yeah. big stuff here, but like you're right. You're holding this like chair, this cherry, this little gift above our heads. Yeah. And 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 nom, pulling nom. it away from us as as soon as we get close enough. Mm. Like here, mm. here's all these classics that we know have been rated. We know that they are coming, <laughs> but we're not giving them to you yet. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're totally right. Again, yeah, I did not. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. Pre- again, premium's not worth it. The more I think about, it, just put premium in extra. Just yeah. Why? Why is it there? I don't know. Mm. I don't get it. Hey, Kyle, you know what I do get though. And you better what? be holding on to something. I will real quick though. Give me a number one through ten. Uh, seven. Okay. Uh uh-uh. oh. Right, so. He wasn't. He wasn't prepared for okay. seven. Okay. 
go to redeemdigitalmovie.com and type in the code NQ8DPN30WAD for a little Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness love. Ooh, wow, we okay. Yeah, okay. you're welcome. Also, uh, go go to a Hulu, go watch Prey. Oh, I need to do that. <laughs> I need to do that. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront on August 8th. International Boxing comes out on PS4. Shoot Run comes out on PS4. Well, what a name. Shoot Run. Shoot Run. Is this one of those platforms? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. 9th of August, Classic Racers Elite comes out on ps5 two point campus comes out on ps5 ps4 august 11th uh arcade paradise on ps5 ps4 cult of the lamb on ps5 ps4 rumbleverse on ps5 ps4 and on the 12th of august voyage comes out on ps5 uh cult of the lamb go get it you know please do point campus go get it also a little bit of flash news as well uh marvel's midnight suns has been pushed back from 2022's release over to somewhere in early 2023 please for the love of god don't put it in february don't put every game that gets delayed in the holiday in february please Please for the love of god and playstation 4 uh, playstation 4 and xbox one versions who knows when they're coming out there's no definitive date i just want to point that out because um we're in a fantasy league with our good friend sean capri and ryan turford over at the xbox drive and they're about to lose and it's hilarious to watch them burn fall stumble and we're in their ads rent free it's 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 pretty ridiculous uh it's pretty ridiculous. really quickly shoe run is actually a paintball game Ooh, i'm, I'm shocked that there's not more noise. paintball guns uh, paintball guns dear god kyle uh paintball games i know they're really good yeah yeah uh i had a i didn't have a spider i had like a there was like a really cool one that I had. Oh, you actually owned one. Yeah, there was like an angel that was like like a thousand seven hundred dollar mm. paintball gun. It's really Ooh, good. I only went. Uh, I've only been paintballing once. It was for I used to a be friend of my dude. bachelor party. I had so much fun. So good. It's so I hit great. his dad in the face with the paintball. Yeah, it was great. It was. Good I'd times. be pretty bad at war because like these are just paintballs. I'm pretty scared. You know? <laughs> All right, Brandon English writes in. Sorry. Okay. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Whew. It's 99 degrees. We're in the middle <laughs> of a heat wave. Gosh darn it. It's time for our favorite segment of the night. It's the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. I get our mute buttons don't work. Gosh darn it. Mute buttons don't work. It's the heat is taking everything from us. Yeah. But they're not taking away some amazing questions. Brandon English writes Kratos steps through a portal, portal to another realm. All green and checkered, Uh-oh. where he is met by a blue blur that oh, appears God. to be eating an appendage on break while insulting Kratos. He stops. It's Sonic. Joe, as this is me now saying, technically, it's not cannibalism because to Sonic, we are just all cattle for the slaughter <laughs> to this space hedgehog. Who wins the fight, Sonic or Kratos? I want to see Kratos disembody Sonic. Yes, there's, there's no way Sonic wins this battle. Adam. No way. Sonic's mm. a dumb idiot, and Kratos is a master of war. He's got speed. That's all yeah. he's got. He's all he's got. Uh, Kratos has got to just hold a foot out, and he's got to trip like a dumb idiot. So we got to stop Brent, pretending this- Sonic's a good character. 
we gotta yeah. stop pretending Sonic has good games past, you know, the 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 Dreamcast era. We really gotta stop it. Like sure. Mania is good, Colors is mm-hmm. good, uh, the rest of them throw them in the trash where they belong. I but in this universe though, throw them in the trash. Sonic is eating a, an arm or a leg. Yeah, an appendage. Yeah. Okay, so he's a little bit more ruthless, he's, I think, than the Sonic we know. But sure. I don't know. Just Kratos, Kratos is literally rage gods. mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I yeah. think he can, I think he can do it. Enigma nine zero one one writes in. Ooh, cold to the lamb. Yeah. Question: I've been re-listening to past episodes and speaking of Spider-Man. When do you guys think we'll see it again or get more information about the sequel? September showcase, whenever it happens. September <laughs> showcase. September showcase. Hundred percent. Hundred and ten percent. We're seeing. I will put all of my life savings, all fifteen dollars and thirteen cents, <laughs> that we will see Spider-Man two or whatever That's showcase right. comes next. Uh, all That's my if savings. There's a showcase. Oh my god! Can you imagine if there's no September showcase? I'll die inside. No, it's definitely <sighs> happening. Yeah, it's, it's happening. Uh, Spoiter thirteen writes. Hey guys, love the podcast. It always brings me great joy listening to it while slaving away at work. My question appreciate for you guys. Is, I appreciate it. Thank you. If I may, what game coming out in the future that 100% exists would you play right now if given the choice? Mine would be God of War Ragnarok without question. Love you guys. Mm. Right now, if I had the choice, I'd absolutely God of War Ragnarok. That 100, yeah, wait, wait. Right? That 100% exists? It has to be in its finished state. Like, no, like close no, to no, 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 no. I think just any game that has been announced. Oh, okay, Spider-Man 2. And it was like perfect. That's that's the way like like I, the oh, final vision. Man. That's what I'm thinking. I had an answer. Now all these other games are flooding to my brain. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, God of War, obviously. But yeah. like, yeah, Gotham Knights would be cool. But I was like, if any game that's been announced, give me Suicide Squad. Ooh. But better yet, Final Fantasy VII <laughs> Rebirth. <laughs> All right. Come on. Yes, please. All right. All right. I respect it. Yeah. M9 Prime writes, Sony Pony Ex- Express question here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was talking to my wife, and she said, uh, fashion from the 2000s is making a comeback. Mm. Oh, God, I hope not. Denim? Denim? Jackets? Jenkos. Oof. The 2000s was also a time of plastic instruments. Oh, yes. Do you think those will ever make a comeback? What does he mean there? Plastic instruments. Guitar Hero con- uh, oh, controller. I'm a big dumb idiot. Don't even worry about it. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing a game like that. It's 90. It's 100 degrees. It's 103. <laughs> In the middle of the heat week. Come on. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing a game like that now since it's been so long. Last month, I downloaded Avicii Victor game on PlayStation okay. Extra uh, and had a blast with it, even though it plays with a controller. Give me Guitar Hero again. But this yes. time, do it right. Oh, yes. I I, I miss my guitar controller so much yep. i have the Rockman drums still but i man those things do not Uh-oh. they're not accurate anymore oh like there's lag and stuff yeah. on it like it, it bums me out so i do i think we'll ever get a music rhythm game with plastic instruments again probably not and that makes me sad fair enough fair enough and last question of the night. Sorry, Yuna. Sorry to get your question in on time. I'm so sorry. But this comes from Jedi Master Ren. 
What's your most anticipated game coming out before Ragnarok? What about the game is gravitating you towards it? So what is a game that's not God of War Ragnarok that we are most anticipated for or we're, yeah, patiently waiting for uh, come this holiday? And why is it Kalisto Protocol? That is a good one. And another game a lot of people like to poo-poo on. What's that? It's Gotham Knights. You really, you play, really I believe in it. I want to play that. I do believe in it. I want to play that game so bad. I don't know, man. The more I look at it, I'm like, I know I'm going to like this, but like, I don't That's know. That's all that matters if, at the end of the day, you know? But like, I'm thinking of our fantasy league and it's, it's going to do great. It's going to do great. I don't think so, man. <laughs> I really it's don't think do so. Great. Uh, Eddie, uh, so in fantasy critic, any score that is above a 70 is good. So if it gets a 78, that's average. I'd take that. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. Kyle has overridden <laughs> me here. I've I've begged him. I've pleaded with him. Well, there are other reasons that we will get into at some point. Some point. When this whole thing blows over. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> may, well, yeah. But next week, we can talk about it. Yeah. I just want to say the Shrunk Capri sucks. He <laughs> really sucks. I hate him. Well, everybody, that's been the trophy room this week. I hope you all enjoyed your time here. Uh, I know I did. Kyle, yeah. is there anything you'd like to shout out, spotlight, before we head on out of here? Sure. I like to spotlight myself, Mr. K Step, on Twitter and pretty much everywhere. You can follow all the 6 1 Indie coverage of indie video games over at 6 1 Indie.com. That's S I X O N E I N D I E. Please go give. Uh, next week's episode of IndieCast to listen and it is our good mutual friend Mike Tandro's last episode as he has gotten a job in the industry over at Vicarious PR um, which we are so very excited for him but I'm a little sad that it won't be part of 61 Indie stuff going forward but he deserves it and Absolutely. I'm going to try to make him cry on that episode so give it a listen yeah. and you can find me over at Mr. Babbitt you can find the show over at PS Trophy Room and remember we are still doing the Last of Us Part 1 remake giveaway so if you're like oh I'm boycotting it Sam doesn't look as amazing did you see that screenshot oh I yes I did Oof, lazy port right <laughs> so lazy so lazy it's just the ps3 push. version again no, i know okay. you know yourself yeah, fantastic Ooh, anyway boy. listen whether you're boycotting it but you still really want to play it or whether you're passionate you are excited for it please 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 head on over to our apple podcast feeds rate us five stars there drop your twitter at in the bio, wherever, drop us something nice, say something sweet. It really does help us out. We've been getting so many sweet five-star reviews, and it just, it really just puts the fuel in our engine, man. It's, it, it, it makes us keep on keeping on. So make sure you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, or we are only thirteen reviews away from hitting four hundred reviews over wow. on Spotify. Thirteen, that is crazy. I thought we would get a hundred. By the end of the year, we're we're about to hit it. We're about to smash that record. And just screenshot it, send it to us over at PS Trophy Room, and you are entered to win a copy of The Last of Us Part 1. Whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or both, double your chances to win. Head on over at PS Trophy Room and send us your reviews. reviews. With all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep punting. There it is. And keep playing PlayStation. It's 120 degrees outside. Yeah. Bye. Love you.